1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Transfer Deadline Day. It's been a very quiet day at Glasgow's Big Two so far with the likes of Oscar Cortez and Adam Idai yet to be finalised. All window long. It's been all eyes on Lauren Shanklin. Will he remain a Hearts player between now and 11.30? And speaking of strikers, could Kevin Van Veen be on his way back to the Scottish Premiership? But maybe not to his former home in North Lanarkshire. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, two men who are right across every single detail of every piece of business that's to be done. It's Super Agents, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah, we are up to date with all the breaking news. And let's be honest, it's been absolutely atrocious, this transfer window. <laughs> Nothing much happened, really. It's been such a disappointment, I think, for Rangers and Celtic fans. I think they thought we won a new manager just in with Clement and Brendan Rodgers' comments that both teams would go all out to add to their squads. But if anything, it looks like the other way. Celtic trying to offload players as we speak, and that might be the only business they get done tonight. I think most of the action has been the clubs out with Celtic and Rangers, and I wonder how their fans are feeling about the business so far. He obviously didn't get the memo from me at the start to try and talk it up, to yeah. make it sound exciting, and try and, mm. try and get people to tune in and stay tuned in between now and 8 o'clock, so you can give it your best well, attempt. We've still got, what are we looking at, six hours? Still plenty of time. Five and a half. Weird, weirdly, it closes at half eleven. Was it half a last? <laughs> I, don't know I thought who, it was on. Who wakes that up? I always thought it was half twelve o'clock. Listen, I've been up and down the country. I've been at airports, train stations. There's a lot of movement out there. I think we'll get word during the show. I hope you've seen right. off a lot of people. Yeah, I've visiting. seen a lot of people getting sneaked in and about. He drops one person off at the airport, <laughs> then drops somebody <laughs> off at the train station, yeah. then the bus station. Been hanging he, about hotels. <laughs> he's bound to have seen somebody, a man of uh, <laughs> a man of his talent. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, then. This is it is officially your last chance to get your wish list in. I know we all like we all like to believe that anything's possible, don't we? So you never know. Come on here, name a player, name a list of players, name a position. Position. What does your team need between now and 11.30? What must your team get between now and 11.30? You can be as vague about it as you want. You can be specific. Of course, there are names that we are expecting news on. Oscar Cortez at Rangers, Adam Ida at Celtic. I'm thinking particularly you Celtic fans. If it ends there, how will you feel about the window overall? Rangers fans, if it ends there, does and that means no striker, would that satisfy you? And there is a lot doing the rounds at the other clubs as well. So I love this night because it means fans of all teams, it doesn't matter who you support, you can get in touch and tell us what does your team need between now and 11.30. Like we said on the specific names, Lauren Shanklin, what's his night going to look like? Maybe quiet like the rest of the window, despite all the speculation. Kevin Van Veen, a hugely uh, significant season for him last season. Is he about to come back and try and do it again? In the Scottish Premiership, what about players trying to be tempted away? Maybe big money bids, who knows, for some of the big players. Or maybe it's more about trimming those squads. So please get in touch on 0141-951-1025 and let us know what is happening. We've got a really special treat for you all, but for you two in particular, this transfer deadline day. Because see, I'm preparing myself for it Mm. to be that busy. And there simply is only so much I can do. So what we did, we've, with no expense spared this year, we've actually created 
a brand new facility. It's the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Transfer Deadline Day Center. Nah, it's not very good. As I just made that up. Mm. Uh, tran- okay. Transfer trim, Center. Trim we just go Transfer yeah. Center. Yeah. Um, it's we it's, get reporters all around the ground. I, I, no, just in one centre. I think if I just got somebody to lie about and that. A, and a room um, somewhere. Basically, we've got Toilet. Andrew McLean. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Mc, Andrew McLean is manning the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre tonight. He's going to be there until half eleven, and throughout the show, we're going to be crossing live to the Transfer oh, Centre. Where, where is HQ? Well, that I'm not allowed to say. say. Listen, you can't disclose that. There'll be people. Waiting outside the door. <laughs> Which one of his spare bedrooms it is, I don't know. Or is he in the office? I'll just leave that to the imagination. Let's cross live to the Super it's Scoreboard cool. Transfer Centre. Andrew McLean, can you hear us? Yes, I can. I like what you've done with this place as well. It looks suspiciously like my living room. You sit outside. <laughs> 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 Have you got your windows open? It's the draftiest living room of all time. Yeah. You do sound outside. Oh, well, I'm definitely inside, I so I don't know what that says, <laughs> says about where I am. He's shattered the illusion already. Get anyway, the dog to bark. Um, Andrew McLean is at the, the coalface of the transfer dealings. Is it safe to say it's a quiet one so far, Andrew? Yeah, it has been pretty quiet. In terms of actual confirmed deals that have been announced, there really haven't been that many so far today. Of the ones I can tell you about, Hibs have signed Nectarios Triantis on loan from Sunderland. He's played previously with Nick Montgomery, young Scottish goalkeeper John McCracken. He's returned to Dundee for a second loan spell. In the last few moments, St Johnston have signed striker Adama Sidibe from the seventh tier of English football. Quite an interesting one in the championship as well. Queen's Park have signed former Rangers Hearts and Scotland defender Danny Wilson on a free transfer. In terms of outgoings, Marco Tilio early this morning, that one was confirmed that he has been loaned back to Melbourne City after just two substitute appearances for Celtic this season. Two deals that you talked about there, Gordon, that haven't been announced by the clubs, but are pretty much done deals. Norwich striker Adam Ida will sign for Celtic on loan. He'll join until the summer, but with no fixed fee in there for an option to buy once that's over. Waiting on an announcement as well from Rangers for winger Oscar Cortez from Lons. He'll also join until the summer, where Rangers will have an option to buy with suggestions. They've already worked out a four-year deal for him should the next six months be successful. Yes, so that's what we know for... well. Kind of what we know for sure. In terms of let's go, Glasgow's big two is bound to be centre of attention for many of our listeners, Andrew. Um, is there anything else? Are there any sniffs of anyone other than uh, Adam Ida for Celtic? Is that going to be it? Yeah, well, in terms of actual names, it has been very quiet. The club are still targeting a left-back. They have had some failed inquiries. If they are going to get one in before that deadline tonight, it looks as if it will be a loan deal. Suggestions are also open to bringing in a midfielder. That's because of that latest injury to Rio Hitati and because David Turnbull looks set to complete a permanent move to Cardiff City. Now, his contract is up in the summer. Reports say that they could get as much as £2 million for him before tonight's deadline. Reports also say there's a chance he could be joined at Cardiff City by James Forrest. Mikey Johnson also closing in on a loan move to West Brom. Other side of the city, a striker is what Rangers fans have been asking for. We've heard all the speculation about Lauren Shankland this month. Doesn't look as if he's put pen to paper on that new Hearts deal that he was offered, but doesn't really look as if Hearts have had any bids for him either. Left back, I think it's quite interesting because Jeff Day won't be joining at the moment for, before the deadline. Applewell, as it stands, unwilling to break their current loan deal for him. So Rangers unlikely to get him today. 
probably revisit that one in the summer, but what they do in that area tonight probably hinges on Ridvan Yilmaz. Galatasaray very much still interested, but Rangers won't want to be left short in that area. Uh, and then briefly then, two other names. Does it look like Lauren Shanklin remains a Hearts player? Will he be back training with Hearts tomorrow? Yeah, you would expect so at the moment. I mean, he doesn't need to sign this Hearts deal that's been put on the table for him to still be a Hearts player uh, come the end of the deadline. But with no bids put in, it doesn't really look as if there is that concrete interest that people were expecting there to be. So I would expect at the moment, Lauren Shanklin will be a Hearts player come tomorrow morning. Lots of Motherwell fans were hoping for Kevin Van Veen's return. He might well be in his way back to the Premiership, but not necessarily for Park. Yeah, I think I'm going to break the hearts of some Motherwell fans and yourself. It looks as if they are not going to get Kevin Van Veen. They did try. They have done all they could, but they say that they have essentially just been stumped by a couple of other clubs who can offer more money. Those two clubs, St Mirren and Kilmarnock. So it looks as if Kevin Van Veen will be signing for either St Mirren or Kilmarnock on loan before tonight's deadline. Very excited to see who he joins out of those two. Andrew McLean's phone is going to be red hot between now and 11.30, so we'll let him go. We'll check back in uh, throughout the course of the evening. The phone lines are open, so let's check in with Frank, who's a Celtic fan. A couple of hours to go, of course, Frank, but how are you feeling at the moment? Um, a wee bit gutty, to be honest with you. Uh, sitting watching Sky Sports the other night, and Celtic have refused an offer for a guy that's done absolutely nothing in my opinion he's stealing a wager at Celtic Park James McCarthy if it was down to me I'd have took 50 pence for the guy as long as I'm getting something back from him and yet they're willing to let David Turnbull go for 2 million it just doesn't make sense to me I'm ploughing money into that club year after year and they're no spending any and I'm, I'm no happy about that Were you very much of the thought Frank, you know, even by you know ten past six tonight, you know, everything it remains possible that Celtic do some business later. But did you just think you'd get to this stage and the more would be happening, basically? Oh, basically, I mean, it's all loan signings are bringing in. Where's the money that all these fans are spending? The sixty thousand that's turning up at Celtic Park every weekend, spending their money on the pie stalls, merchandise, paradise windfall tickets. They're, they're keeping that money. They're going back to the biscuit tin days, and I'm certainly no happy about it. They're charging is enough to get in and watch the team. I mean, my season ticket alone's over £640, uh, plus whatever I spend on cup games, European games, merchandise, money you're spending going to the game, and anything you're spending in parties as well. And they're talking about loan signings. What's happening with the money that they've got? Well, Mark, they have a lot of money because they ha- have operated the elements of the business side of it very well and player trading and all that stuff. That's why the money's there, but then... What, what's happening with it is, is Frank's question we don't even need to get into specifics I don't think how surprised or whatever word would you use at Celtic's window up until this point yeah of course I'm surprised because I think we, we keep coming back to when the manager states that he wants to add quality uh, and the fans hear that from the manager's mouth they automatically assume then it's going to be the next window Brendan Rodgers says he wanted to add four quality players now did he specifically say January? I think he did highlight January was going to be important. So, of course, the fans have a, a belief that when it's coming from the man in charge, then there's a realistic chance of it happening. But it's just been so slow. And even even getting uh, Adam Idan deal over the line, whether the fans like it or not, it's the last day of the window. And you just think, why, why do all clubs do that? But particularly Celtic, when they knew what they needed, 
They knew the areas of the pitch they were short in. They knew they've got an overinflated squad, so they had to shift people out. And Frank's right, if the McCarthy rumours to be true, then they've rejected that. David Turnbull now gone out in the last day of the window as well for £2 million, all very last minute. So I think both sides of players coming through the door, even if it was a loan, it been an exciting loan, which... We've got to see in paper it's not at this moment in time. Got to give but the player a chance though. Yeah, of course you have, but just looking at uh, his stats over the past three or four years, doesn't look like an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, and that's what the fans want. If you're bringing a striker into Celtic, they want to see <coughs> a guy with a, a reputation for scoring goals. He hasn't, he may prove us wrong. But no real investment apart from Kuhn, of course, is going to disappoint Celtic fans. Take, take Frank's point and maybe it was a strange one in the window when you see someone who's as out of the picture and you, you can't get much more out of the picture mm-hmm. really than James McCarthy is a loan offer come in and, and Celtic rejected it so I saw a lot of fans expressing their surprise at that but it's almost like he's so far out of the picture that that won't be that won't be one of the main concerns for most Celtic fans will it they're really interested mm-hmm. in who's coming in take Frank's point you know there's some players there that maybe could have moved on but the real Big question mark is who's coming in the way. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Uh, you look at James McCarthy just quickly. I think they rejected it because the club obviously looked at a situation that was going to take him in loan and tried to use it to their advantage. Now, if you're going to take a player in loan, you've got to sort of contribute something to it. And I think that Celtic felt that the club wasn't prepared to do that. So what is the point of giving a player out? I know he's not played. What's the play- point of putting a player out there and recruiting nothing for him and not getting any wages or nothing towards his his wages. And that's why Celtic have probably dug their heels in. But the disappointment for Celtic is, and I think Brendan Rodgers started this with the four quality players, everybody was expecting a real good transfer window. Uh, I was the same, even when it got into the second week. I can remember sitting here on a Tuesday night with you and saying, look, don't panic, I'm sure they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, But... They've um, they've had a poor window. Uh, if the, if it continues like this, they will need to really start, you know, performances because against Ross County it was very poor, but they still got the victory. They need to start winning. It need to be pottery because the fans are mm. sitting there waiting and they're very angry. And speaking of David Turnbull leaving, someone just called in there anonymously, didn't want on to say that I've just seen David Turnbull getting a medical in Cardiff. I got a picture with him, so there could be true, could not. But they were, that's the beauty of this show. We yeah. can be like the hub for transfer eyewitness accounts like that, yeah. of a transfer mm. rumor. Yeah. Um, I want to thank photographic evidence. Thank so. Frank for his mm. time and bringing Navid. Navid, are you as angry and frustrated as Frank at the window so far? Yeah, I think as a Celtic fan, we're kind of used to a bit of this apathy. I mean, I'm just thinking compared to Andrew's transfer windows. You know, we're all planned out. You know, even the one that. When we bought Hakati, that was over a winter, it was over a Christmas transfer window, and what an impact he made. I mean, it's like going back to the ten in a row season when we just totally disintegrated as a club. I know we had COVID and there was no fans, but that but that applied to everybody. And what gets me is we've got players in Scotland who are scoring goals that we should be able to go and get right now. We lose Kyogo, we lose uh, Carter Vickers, and we're in big trouble. Yeah, so Adam Idaro would be the one who's supposed to come in and, and be that third-choice striker. Is is that not the profile of signing you were looking for? I mean, 
I've always said we should always go for Shanklin, as I said at the time when Neil Lennon was there. And the same with Aaron Hickey. We should have bought Aaron Hickey when he was playing for Hearts. And, and, I mean, he's obviously moved on, but that's the kind of... And, and those are players in the Scottish market that were well-suited to playing for, for, for a club like Celtic, you know? It's just... I don't know. It's just weird that our transfer kind of business has seemed to have went, has regressed. You know, it's, it's like... It's like... A bit penny-pinching, kind of. It's like... I know we talk about a biscuit term. We don't like go to that kind of level, but... I just think we've went back the way. We've went really downhill in terms of the planning of transfers. Well, that's the other thing, Mark, because if this was a window in isolation, maybe Celtic fans would be a bit more understanding, but they've come into this window on the back of the summer. Now, talking about players going out, Marco Tilly was the latest. He's gone on loan back to Australia, joining Quan, yeah. who's gone out on loan without really kicking a ball. Goodness knows... If it wasn't for a apparently, if it wasn't for an injury to Cameron Carter Vickers, Gustav Lagerbielka would be moved out on loan as well. These guys are just in the building in the summer, so um, I don't know what time frame you look at to say whether it's gone backwards overall. Um, but the last, if if the window ends tonight with no more in, add on the summer window. I don't think Navid and, and Frank are going to be happy about it. Yeah, uh, looking at, I tend to think back. Naveed mentioned the, the season of 10 in a row Some of the signings then And you begin to think that Just those couple of windows with Postacoglu Just a couple that he got right Were the kind of anomaly And all this from Celtic over the past I don't know, past decade or so With signings Obviously Kyogo and Hatati and O'Reilly Are there, Carter Vickers at one deal So you, you've, you've got a, a good few there But there seems to be an awful lot That are, are round the sides of those uh, real diamonds that Celtic got that have just never been good enough. Either slipped into the background and been bench fillers or sitting in the stand, or like you've just said there about Telio and Quan and are are quickly shipped out and loaned the other way. So the recruitment model, you'd like to think what is what profile, what is the player profile they're going for, especially with Adam Ida. You know, what have what's really caught the eye with him for Celtic to go, by the way, he's a backup that we need for Kyogo. He's a guy in the second half of the season, we'll take him on loan, that's going to lead the line for us. Now, I might be being unfair to him just now because I'm just looking at his stats and I've, I've never really seen a lot of him in action. But it just seen his return. You mm. think, how can that fit the model that they need up front? Is that concerning for the Celtic fans? So that are, are you resigned to this, Naveed? You don't think there's a surprise package for you coming out of Celtic tonight? I think Celtic are still winning the league by about 15 points. Sounds pretty hey, don't, don't need to sign anybody then, yeah, yeah. if that's the case. And maybe, maybe that's the board thing. Maybe they're just thinking, you know what, we've looked at this squad, they're sitting top of the league just now, and think like, Naveed, we'll win the league by 10, 15 points. I don't think that's reality though. I really don't. And, you know, when the manager, the manager of the football club's coming out and saying that they need quality added, that's when, you know, they do need quality added. So why is it not being done? I wouldn't think that for a minute that the Celtic board are sitting looking at the squad and thinking, yeah, we'll uh, we'll win the league by 10 points. That ain't going to happen. Um, and I also don't think for one minute that Celtic in this transfer window haven't been busy behind the scenes trying to get the players in that they want. Um, we don't know, obviously, what happened, but I'm sure they had targets there because Brendan Rodgers wouldn't have come out, made it public, they wanted four quality players, put everybody under that pressure because the pressure comes from the summer transfer window 
The summer transfer window for Celtic was terrible. Really, really poor. And all of a sudden, a bit of pressure, Brendan Rodgers with four quality players. It's not happened so far. We don't know because the two guys are there they've obviously going to bring in. We've just quite rightly say, Gordon, you've got to give them an opportunity. But it's not the window Celtic fans are looking for. Thanks, Naveed. Some unhappy Celtic fans so far. But if you're the optimistic type, there is still time. Five hours and seven and a half minutes. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. Fans of all teams, what do you need? What do you want between now and eleven thirty? Let us know. Clyde one super scoreboard. Listen. And watch. Check the Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Don't worry, you missed absolutely nothing during the break in terms of breaking confirmed signings, but as soon as it happens, we will let you no, uh, Andrew McLean is working hard at the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre. Stephen Murray is on Twitter. You heard that here, first signing on deadline day, Mr Cortez will be our new number 16. There won't be anything else. Get to your beds early, says Stephen. Um, Rangers fans, what do you think? Will that be enough for you? We assume Oscar Cortez will be done. Uh, what do you make of that? Will that be enough if you had that one final wish? What would it be? Would it be the striker? Everybody's been banging on about the striker. Will you go to bed content if you don't get one? Or is that keeping you up a bit? 01419511025. Um, you've been out and about, have you? Deadline day, just trying Having to... Having a look about, yeah. Just have you drive to different clubs just to see what was going on. Um, Somebody told me they saw you getting locked out of your house. <laughs> I got a message to say you got... Because obviously usually you get an intruder. Mm. Somebody sent me a message saying you got locked, you got locked out of your house. No, no, no. no, no. Seriously? Maybe I was at the wrong door, but no, not that annoying. Locked so, out your house. They sent me How did you get locked out your house? Somebody sent me, maybe it wasn't you because it was far away, but a video of you trying to climb in your window. You've got like a black dress <laughs> on and you're like upside down and you're trying to climb in the window. Is that, uh, is that not like you? Uh, oh, I'm doing yeah, a lot of work yeah. in the pecs I'd in reckon, the gym. I'd yeah. recognise them it's anywhere. A, I'd need a big ladder to get up to that window. <laughs> they get you a bra, that's right. Oh. For anyone who's not seen the video, I'm sorry that, that the joke just had, had oh, Very good. 0141951102. Or Twitter at Clyde SSB X. Uh, it's clearly called X, isn't it? But I'll I'll, I'll never get around to that. Call... Ever change? Not for me. I'm a creature of habit. Although I don't call it the SPL anymore, so maybe we will move on. Greg's a Celtic fan. Greg, what are you thinking? Couple of hours to go. Are you are you worried? Very worried. How you doing, Gordon? Mark and the Dazzler. Oh, good. No bad, good. Greg. What worries you? Good, good, good. Um, it's just been a, a really not just a poor window for January, but a poor window in the summer, as you said earlier. Um, the, the guy Frank was talking about obviously the money that the fans put into the club it's as if the, 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 the board and whatnot are not seeing exactly what's going on we're not spending the right money we're not buying the right players we're making a lot of money from the, the sales we've got and it's just really really underwhelming Yeah I think there's various things to measure this by because fans can have their own expectations and fans always want more and more and sometimes it's not realistic is the bit that's made this even more of an eye-opener for fans like Greg is, is Brendan Rodgers has said he wanted quality in. And it's yeah. not like it's not like this is just daft fans are playing too much football manager and, and want to sign players. 
Champions League was disappointing so Brendan Rodgers was asked many times about bringing quality in then even in recent weeks and then even the fact you know Nicholas Kuhn that's meant to be what he's about time will tell um, but I think most people were expecting more numbers is that that's fair isn't it I think so I don't think you need to be a head of recruitment or an elite manager to see what Celtic actually need just now I think everybody can see that they, they need more in the left back department either to take over from Greg Taylor or push Greg Taylor so you need competition there a goalkeeper you certainly need a backup or someone to push your heart and the striker situation you can see Celtic glaringly need that um, you pair that with what the manager says then of course you're going to have mm-hmm. fans like Greg and Frank and Navid coming on and saying well what's the point of having this big pot of money and a recruitment department and scouts all around the world if you're not going to utilise this and bring players in what are they waiting for to bring players in now I get that deals are much harder now than they ever were when I played never mind when Daz played but still that's why Celtic have got such a you know a huge infrastructure of the club to get deals done and it's, I think it's I, not happening I'm not sticking up for any club here right but I think it's very difficult now you look at you look at Celtic right and Mark touched on let's go the striker they need a quality striker where do you get a quality striker in January that you're going to just go and pick pick up one a quality striker will come in and hope that he's a number one striker secondly the club that he's playing with if he's a quality striker probably won't want to let him go at that time so I think it's very I think it's very easy to say mm-hmm. oh we've got plenty of money so we want quality strikers we want a quality X, Y and Z I think it's very hard to go and get them in January to be quite honest with you is the truth somewhere in the middle, though? Yeah. Because I think partly w- what you say is true, but then also it depends the level that that player is at. Yeah, of course, you're not going to go and get a starting striker from the English Premier League, mm-hmm. but a third-choice striker or a second-choice striker for the English Premier League might do a turn, or someone who is you know, punching above their weight at a lower level that would jump at the chance to come to Celtic. So there must be ways... Yeah, and, I, and that's why I think they went down the loan system with the lad from Norwich, Gordon. And I think that's a, I think that's the right move because the summer really killed them. You know, they come in for a lot of criticism. They brought in a lot of players that obviously the fans didn't take to, and the manager certainly isn't taking to a lot. He's trying to get most of them back out the door, but all of a sudden you're stuck with long-term contracts. Now, if you look at the Celtic squad just now. The big problem for them is they're starting to live in, strongest starting to live in, uh, question, are they capable of going on and winning the title? Of course, because uh, they're quality on that side, no doubt about it. The big question has been since the start of the season is a backup that comes on. Now, the problem then is trying to get that quality in just now, I think is very difficult. I don't care what anybody says. I don't think the Celtic have been sitting in their hands. I think they've been out there working hard behind the, the scenes trying to add more to mm. their squad but the deals just haven't been through for them Is it the same as everybody else Greg? Did you want another striker? Did you want a left back? Is that is everyone on the same hymn sheet there? I think so but if I'm honest I think we were wanting that in the summer to take us into the Champions League I don't think it's so much you were looking for it in January I think, I think the supporters would have really looked for that a, a good signing as Brendan Rodgers said when he came back he was talking about quality, quality, quality I mean, you look at the signings we got, the question I'm asking is, who is it who's signed these players? Is it Brendan Rodgers or is it the, the scouting department? Because it's 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 kind of laughable going into Champions League the way we did 
with the score that we did, and it's and it's backfired, and then we go into January, and we're left wanting yet again. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers has said, Mark, he, he did play a part in yeah. the summer signings. You can understand why people are a touch sceptical on that because of the timing. Mm-hmm. So if anything, they're cutting him a bit of slack, really, when they do that. So it might be in having assess the way that window's gone it might be in Brendan Rodgers' best interests to sort of distance himself from some of them but he hasn't he's said that he played a part in it and I think there was then an assumption that going in well it was he was definitely going to be hands-on yeah in this window um but you know at big clubs it's it's not about pointing the finger at one person there's a there's meant to be a full structure there that delivers you what you need of course and you know you think it's for the better of the club when you've got so many people involved in transfers that you have to go round the houses and check everything, that everybody's on the same wavelength because it's a club investment, not a manager's investment these days. Managers lose their job pretty easily. Um, so you can see merit in that, but sometimes it just then drags on. And who does get the final say who comes in and who goes out? I would be prepared to cut Brendan Rodgers some slack over the summer. I think when you come to a football club the size of Celtic and there's so much put in your plate in such a short space of time, and you have to take over from a certain style with Postacoglu, implement your own touches. Of course, it's going to be hard to get players through the door. But the recruitment would have done, been done pre-Brendan Rodgers' arrival. It would have been a lot of spillover from Ange Postacoglu and what he wants. So I think it's only right that you give Rodgers a bit of slack. Of course, he would have signed off on some. He would have been presented some players and he would have went, yep, OK, they look like they fit the mould. But this window, I thought, was always going to be different. And it's been fairly slow. Kuhn, you've got to say, is on Brendan Rodgers. That's that's one that he's he's held his hand up and says he's going to add quality. You've got to say, Ida must be that someone that Rodgers wanted. The disappointing thing is there's not been more than him. And that's the, that's mm. a glaring thing that the Celtic fans are phoning and so disappointed, even though they sit top of the league. Thank you, Greg. What about the other side of Glasgow Rangers fans? Where are you? Oscar Cortez hasn't been announced yet. We expect it to. I'll let you know when it's done. Is that going to be enough for you? Would you leave it there? Are you happy to leave it there? Or are you hoping for something else before 11.30? Phone us right now if you can. Dave is a Motherwell fan. How are you feeling about the window, Dave? Oh, lads. Lads, good evening. Uh, It was either phoning you or phoning Just Breathe. Because I'm not feeling good. (laughs) I think you've you've, you've made an interesting choice. I wouldn't dream Mm. of telling you if it was the right choice or not. Um, Is the transfer window annoying you that much? It's it's terrible over um, All we needed was a striker, really. No, the only position. But we needed a striker. Then we got a guy in last night. Stats one degree. I'm sure you get, I think it was about 17 games, two goals. He's young. He's probably going to have a bit of punch about him. So I'll no shoot him down straight away. Um, I mean, I was reading on Twitter the day. There's already somebody else put a, an offer in for him. So we might even have him completed, if you know what I mean. Um, and then obviously you told us the news about Kevin Vadvin. It was great to hear him the way he worked. Sorry. I was buzzing about that, lads. <laughs> Is that a heartbreaker yeah. to see Kevin Van Veen potentially, you know, well, looks like maybe Kilmarnock, St Mirren. How, how tough is that going to be to take? Oh, devastator. Great player, great guy. Um, would have loved to see him come back. Um, but you can't offer these sort of financials when they really start money video where they were looking for investment and stuff like that I kind of just took it tongue in cheek seen it where it was the two guys came out um, to the board and said that, look we're not in any dire straits right? everything's fine but I'm starting to wonder now is nothing's really coming in 
Gordon, let me get your thoughts on that, Mike. Is that maybe a bit of an eye opener for Motherwell fans specifically, but maybe others on looking as well? I think Motherwell fans probably know if Aberdeen or Hibs or Hearts want mm. a player and you want them, you won't get them. You um, compete you, with Simon Kamarnock. You, you've always thought of yourself as being, you know, Kamarnock St Mirren is, mm. is close, certainly, you know, give or take a bit at different times. Um, and if those reports are true that Kilmarnock and St Mirren have blown Motherwell out the water and he's going to one of them I think probably Kilmarnock the last report I looked at there um, but could be wrong is that, uh, is that a worry for you? Massive um, I, I think the alarm bells went when obviously they come out and made those videos and I know that you can look back and say well look it's a bit of fun we we just come out with, that was just a you know a bit for the club and whatever it was just a, a tongue in cheek type thing but then all of a sudden the manager comes out and talks about you know the transfer market and you know the sort of a financial situation that the players that they can afford to bring in and the players that obviously they're getting blown out the water with clubs that I think Motherwell fans do recognise alongside St Mirren Kilmarnock teams like that you'd be thinking yeah we'll be shopping the same market as them it certainly isn't that way um so I think I think it's a case of getting bodies in and, and basically hoping that they hit the ground running and the manager can just knit everything together, get a sort of a pattern the way they play. Now, you look at Van Veen, for instance, right? You take up until that season he had, it was absolutely brilliant. If you look back his career, I don't think he's really set the head on fire, has he? So you might just find a gem somewhere. Theo Bear come in with... Well, one goal in many games with St Johnston, all of a sudden he's starting to hit the back of the net and hopefully that will continue for Motherwell. Uh, I know that they're linked to a young divine at Rangers just to mm-hmm. try to get him in loan as well. I think he's a decent enough player. Um, yeah, w- there's no doubt now that Motherwell are shopping in a different market from the likes of St Mirren and Kilmarnock, are But let, let's be honest, the, I know finances play a huge part, but league position as well plays a huge part. If you're Van Veen and you're looking at the way the leagues went this year, and I know you've got an affinity for Motherwell because you've been there and you know everybody, you're looking at Kilmarnock. It the seems way to be a financial looking. thing though, because you would be balancing that up. I think affinity is also quite strong for players. Yeah, but... Because a manager, by all accounts, it was a very, very productive relationship mm. with Stuart Kettlewell. See, I d- so I, d- I think d- if the money was, cl- I, I, if the I money was close, I'd wholeheartedly disagree with you. I disagree. I think Let's that, team up on him. Yeah, 100%. I think that if the mother, if, if Motherwell St. Martin and Kilmarnock yeah. offered them the same money, he would go to Fur Park. I, I don't think that would be any question at all. I think you've got to fur part. I think mm. it's down to finances. Anyway, we'll leave it there, Dave. Thank you on 1025. Uh let me tell you about this. You know, like sometimes I get handed this bit of paper and I'm supposed to tell you all about what's happened and make me a winner, but they don't take into account that I'm sitting next to Gordon DL with these things. So I'm just going to turn his mic off while I read this first bit. It says, Jenny was getting a pole dancing lesson when she won £108,000 last time out on Make Me A Winner. No, Mark Wilson, not what about that. If we could just leave it there, that would be fine. Uh, now she's planning a trip to New York with her mum. She's looking for a new house with a garden so she can get a dog or a cat. We could make you the winner, though, of £110,000. 
pounds poll in the house I don't yeah. know an extra couple of grand so mm. we make the next call tomorrow you need to be in the draw please text yes to 61025 texts are £2 plus your standard network rate you can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition can be found online the important bit is this if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away don't say anything else and that's how you win the £110,000 so text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Get your thoughts in on the transfer window. Um, whatever you've got for us, we'll take it here. We're going to cross over to the transfer centre throughout the night. There's just not a lot happening. So I'll, I'll choose my moments wisely. Simon's a Kilmarnock fan. Kevin Van Veen, maybe, Simon. You happy with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, how you doing, guys? Hope you're all well. Um, so see transfer deadline day for Kilmarnock fans. It's normally a bit of a either a disaster or very quiet. It's not something that maybe is, you know, makes the news enough for anybody else to realise. But so we've had some really terrible deadline days, especially the one the year we got relegated, where one of our board members tweeted out saying, "Don't go to bed yet, Kelly fans, there's something big coming up." Right. And it was, and it was the announcement of Osmond so on loan for six months to Dundee United, <laughs> and um, yeah, so the rest of the season that's the way that season was run. But um, yeah, the news of Van Veen, I woke up this morning and I thought. You know, ah, that's pie in the sky. There's absolutely no way, first of all, we can afford them. And second of all, I thought you would go back to your boys if he was coming back to Scotland. And then, obviously, as the day's gone, it's it's gathered pace, it's gathered pace. And, yeah, now the reports from the... I never thought this was the joy of deadline day where you, you're now following a guy on Twitter from the, a Dutch TV company who's, like, tweeting out updates about Kilmarnock and Dutch. And he seems to think that he's chosen Kilmarnock and it's just a chance to get his paperwork done, which I think is an incredible sign, and especially as he's been touted on here quite a lot for Rangers and Celtic. I think if we manage to pull this off, it's it's probably one of the best deadline day signings probably ever in the, the Premiership era. I mean, there's the temptation to be all sort of bitter about it and say, oh, look, it was probably a purple patch, you know, but we're rotten mm. if he comes back. And the, the pitch certainly won't suit him and he won't if he's local surroundings and that we he was didn't used want to. Him. Uh, didn't want him anyway. Um, the season that he had there last season was a, a, as good as you'll get from a so-called mm. smaller club. Now, bear in mind that this wasn't a Motherwell team that was you know flying in third or anything like that and he was outstanding, Gordon, the number of games mm. consecutively. Um, I actually, at times, thought even amongst all that, possibly still underappreciated because it was like the the, the, the different types of goals the all-round sort of play, it was it was an absolute joy. So clearly, if he can replicate that, Kilmarnock would be in uh, for a treat. Yeah, there's no doubt um, that Kilmarnock fans, uh, and Simon was sitting there, are very, very excited about the fact, especially the, the way their season's going, Gordon. You look at Kilmarnock sitting there in fourth place, um, they've been terrific so far, um, and you add a player that... You looked at only last season, been brilliant in the Premier League, probably up for player of the year, was he? Was he involved in that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden he comes into the squad as well. 
So if you look at the window and you look at Kamana and you get Van Vina and say, well, did we come out the window stronger? A hundred percent you have. Because you've brought in probably a goal scorer that's got to get you that, mm. you know, that the extra It'd be great to see him on Saturday, wouldn't it? Against no, 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 absolutely not. That, that would, would be, not that would well. be <laughs> entertainment. Uh, only if he scores an own goal. And the Gordon DL... Oh, I, I, I'm a bit, that's why he's going to kill it. The sabotage, yeah. the operation. Anything else, Simon, would, would you'd be happy overall with that? Any other positions need addressed? I know Motherwell yeah. and Kilmarnock, again, were linked with Adam Devine. Yeah, I think um, Adam Devine, obviously an initial lad, is uh, now the grandson of Sydney, so you know this area quite well. I think if we managed to bring him as, as back, sort of backup, I think that would be a, a decent acquisition. Um, they've, obviously the Van Veen one. You look at that attacking line for Kilmarnock, you know, if everybody's like is fit, you've got the choice of Greg Stewart playing probably in behind Marley Watkins and Kyle Vassell or Marley Watkins and Kevin Van Veen. And you've got Gary McKay-Steven on one side, or Matty Kennedy, and then you've got Danny Armstrong on the other side, or again, or Matty Kennedy or GMS, so that is like some attacking power, and I'm not getting my hopes up, because it's Kilmarnock and it's deadline day, and these things happen. And you're scarred by Osmond, so basically. Absolutely, I, but I'm um, I'm literally leaving the Kilmarnock Motherwell game to head straight to the airport for a holiday, so if Kevin Van Veen mm. scores the winner in the final minute, I will be a very happy man and I'll have a wee pint for you, Gordon. Please don't. <laughs> I'll be a pint of tears, I think. That's what we'll be drinking, Simon, uh, on the line there. Uh, and I suppose the opposite of what we were saying about Celtic, Kelly fans go into this window on the back of a brilliant summer window. So if they could follow mm. that up, I'm sure they'd be chuffed. Let's squeeze one more in um, before... The break. James is on the line. How's it going, James? Good evening, guys. Even God and Mark. Uh, my point tonight is okay. Hear what I've got to say. We are taking the biggest gamble in since the club was formed in 1888, and I'll tell you how they're doing it. This is fact, no make believe. If Celtic win a league, it's 60 million pounds guaranteed Champions League money, 25 million from season ticket sales, and 20 to 25 million from Champions League ticket sales. Hundred and five million pounds. That is a fact. It's no make make up. It's there. With the seventy two million we've got in the bank, we could potentially sit at the end of the season with a bank break of a hundred and seventy seven million pounds. That is a fact. So why is Brendan Rodgers wanting to shop at Marks and Spencers, and the board wants to shop at the pound shop? This is the biggest gamble in the history of the club. Well, I mean, you can get some good bargains for sure in the pound shop. There's nothing, but, nothing against it. Put, we don't judge. But put it in an Isa for five years, and you'll get a great return. The that James is summing up again. It's just I think that's the feelings of. By the way, are there any Celtic fans out there who think this is all over the top? Calm down. We're in a good position, and I'm fine with the window because you know I like balance on the show. So if, if you exist, give us a call. But it's not seeming that way, Mark. Uh, no, listen, I get James's points. All these figures forgets there's some outgoings in there as well, you know, like players' wages and managers' wages. But I get his overall point that it seems for a while Celtic are stockpiling cash from transfers, from Champions League money without any real big investment. Now, there's been players signed. And by the way, they might even take in two million or whatever it is for David Turnbull in this mm-hmm. window. Yeah, so add that to the pile as well. Um, there's been players signed, but again, it's for. Two million, four million, five million. I think Celtic fans want to see a group of players coming in for a decent amount of money who are going to influence the start in the living. Um, now they've got a, a good start in the living, but that doesn't mean 
to say that you can't get an even better start in 11. That's the frustration. Quite clearly shown up in Champions League for the past couple of seasons that nowhere near good enough. So how do they expect to be anywhere closer to that if they win the league in the summer? And James is right, it's no guarantee that they will win the league going along at this pace. There is a, a genuine title race on. Philippe Clement is adding to his squad and Brendan Rodgers has, has only added a couple this window. So, like, it's a gamble, but it's too late now. Nah, I don't expect anything will be done in the, the remaining five hours. You don't think will come in? In five hours' time? Oh, well, apart from Adam Ida. Apart from Adam Ida? Mm. No. How, how big a risk are we talking, James? You think that the title, you know, how much is it at risk? If the window closes <sighs> like this, what, what chance would you give Celtic of going on to win it? Hopefully... I think we'll might sneak it. I mean, you got to look at your rivals and game credit. They're doing better than we are doing. But the whole point is here is if you want this cash, you've got to speculate to accumulate. Now, there was a boy on Saturday, and as a fact, he says he phoned in about the new boy come on for 20 minutes as it could. And the boy said, the Celtic fan says, he wasn't any better than the players we've got. What an insult. What an insult to that young boy. But We've been talking about deals and signing signing four players. So, say Brendan goes to the board in, uh, in the first December and says, I want A, B, and C. That's who I want. So, why have we not got A, B, and C in? We've got the money. Well, who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens between now and the end of the evening. Let's leave it there. We'll thank James for his call. And let me tell you, it's time for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. You'll always remember the day, transfer deadline day, when you came on here and embarrassed Mark Wilson or Gordon DL. Marvin Bartley lost last night. Heard that, that, what that a player he was. Who was on? Very good, wasn't he? Oh, he was brilliant. Well, oh, stuff. did he? Oh, he was good. Really good. Oh, anyway. big man on the take that one. Let's see how we go tonight. 0141 951 1025. And the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Transfer deadline day. I'd love to tell you it was heating up and it was all happening, but it's still a little bit quieter than we would like. But you never know. I see Hibs have made a signing. Maybe there are pieces starting to fall into place. Uh, we'll cross to our transfer centre and speak to Andrew McLean in the not too distant future. Let's play this first, though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. Gordon and Mark are standing by. Did you lose recently? Unfortunately, last week I let the lad win. Remember well, with the, didn't the, let him Yeah, win. I did. Uh, I thought I was so oh, far aye, ahead. Oh, the old Defoe. The I was, battle. I thought I was so far ahead. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> there'll be no kindness again. Somehow, you are now below Mark Wilson on win percentage. Mm. There's no somehow about it. You were knowledge ahead of him. No, no, no. Because he, he was miles ahead of you. You started the season. Oh, you were poor. Slow starter. Slow starter, but powerful finisher. Mm. I'm, pi- I'm picking who... I listen to the people that come on. If they're nice, I'll let them win the ball. If they're not, they're getting put to bed. Alan and Paisley, are you nice? Says Gordon Deal. I'm not here to play nice today. Ah, oh, you're not going to have balls. Yes. Fine you're, talk you're, from oh, Alan Paisley. 
Big Alan. He sounds big, doesn't he? Oh, you aye, always aye. get that in your. He's been th- roughing his, his voice up before the game. <laughs> <laughs> the big aye, man okay, from big uh, chewing the fat. <laughs> 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 the big man. Oh. Anyway, right. You've not played since you played Marshall in Vermont. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah not played I, since. That was then. a classic. Uh, anyway, Ma- Alan. Maybe we'll talk transfers after we play beat the pundit. But first of all, let's do it. Sounds good. Heads, it will be Mark Wilson. Tails, it will be Gordon DL. And it is Tails. All right, Alan, let's get this on. (laughs) (laughs) 30 seconds going on the clock, but we need to give Gordon some greatest hits radio first so that he can't hear us. We'll put 30 seconds on Alan's clock. Alan, I don't think you've ever played before, have you? No, I've not played yet. Right, I'm sure you've heard it. 30 seconds, answer as many as you can, and pass Mm. if you don't know the answer, okay? laughing at Sounds good. Good man. 30 seconds starts <laughs> now. Who did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Uh, Cardiff. Queen's Park have just signed which former Scotland international? Well, pass. Who's the manager of Montrose? Pass. In what year did Rangers bring Florian Camberry in during the transfer window? 2019. Scott Fraser's joined Hearts from which English club? Charlton. Can you spell Cifuentes? <laughs> C-I-F-U-E-N-T-E-S Who was the last full-time manager in charge of Inverness before Duncan Ferguson? Uh, oh, 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 pass Time up, Gordon DL, let's bring him back what were, you, what were you laughing at there? I, I don't know, I just burst out into laughter right, What were you listening to? Uh, music Oh, yeah, th- thanks for that. Anything? More, could, could you be more specific? Uh, I can't remember the song, but it was quite catchy. <laughs> get getting to, that morning let, DJ show. Great, that great conversation that was. Let, I was lost in the world of the moment. Let's get to the question that you two were sitting laughing at because I'm. <laughs> oh, mess- I can't wait. I, believe I, me. Just <laughs> believe me. Say that one because he's not getting that. Uh, okay, I'll tell you right okay, now. Right, Thirty okay. seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Who did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Loan from uh, Clyde. Queen's Park <laughs> I've just signed Which former Scotland international Danny Wilson Who's the manager Of Montrose uh, Pass In what year Did Rangers bring Florian Camberry in During the January window 18 S- Scott Fraser Has joined Hearts From which club uh, Scott Fraser From Hearts uh, Dundee Spell Cifuentes <laughs> C-I-F-U-E-N-T U.S. <laughs> <laughs> it was going so well. <laughs> it's the easiest bit to get right. <laughs> the end, but it's the easiest. Sound that out. You were so close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what bit did I get wrong? The C. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, Alan, surely you know you've got that one right over him. I think we were both equally rubbish there, if I'm honest. I can't believe that because I thought I thought maybe you would get lost at the start of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's going so well. Is that the one you were killing yourself after? I didn't know we were in a spelling competition here. Surely once you've got to the T, you knew that it was ES. What did that say? US. Cifuentes. Give us a C. Give us an I. You've got to give me a point for that. Absolutely not. Uh, Celtic sign Craig Bellamy from. It's not Hearts, was it? Newcastle. Newcastle. Why did you say Clyde? Ah, you just you lost the plot there. Didn't I, you? I, I, I couldn't really understand the question. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that difficult. It was I, quite, I, I was Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from. 
Right, okay. Did Terror. you get that? No, none of you got By it. Gala, no got that. Da- da- <laughs> I actually think you're seeing now the moralistic talent. You're totally overstating that, and he because. doesn't speak anything like that. All anyway, right. uh, Danny Wilson <laughs> signed for Queens Park, one 0 DL. Stuart Petrie is the manager. Ah. Of none of you got it. Still one nil. This is a good game. Oh my! In what year did Florian Camberry? Go to Rangers during the window, despite the fact you shouted 18 yeah, at me. 2018. Um, it was 2020, none of you got it, so it's still 1 0 to Gordon DL. However, that's an equaliser, is it? Scott Fraser has joined Hearts from Charlton, and Alan got that, so he's equalised, which means it all comes down <laughs> to the spelling of Josie Cifuentes' surname. Well, well, put it this way, I know I've got it wrong. Which, which big owl got? C-I-F-U-E-N-T-E-S I can't believe I went US and, but Neither can I And Alan got it He's 2-1 yes. up He takes it He didn't even need the last question Alan, for what the was record the last question? Who was the last full-time manager of Inverness Before Duncan Ferguson? Billy Dodge Yeah Sorry, sorry oh, about that yeah. I don't know how to break it to you Well done Alan The same ball is on its way Fantastic uh, well, well done big Al Thank you. He told you he wasn't on it play nice. No, he was hopeless as well. I can't believe he beat me. Brilliant. Fifty-seven point seven percent. Your win rate's plummeting. I get right up. Are you? I don't know where I got the you for. Neither die. That was, I was sensationally I was, I was, bad, even by your standards. <laughs> the, the full thing was so bad. I was played for Bellamy, Dundee for Scott Fraser. Should be fair, because I was, I was, I was, pr- I was proud of you. I was ready to say, do you know what, Gordon? The nation, <laughs> the nation assumed that you were going to get that wrong, <sighs> and you didn't. I, I was I ready. Did get it wrong. No, see, I know, see, but I, 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 thought, I knew something was coming. I, I knew, I knew. <laughs> I knew. He, he did so well at the start. I thought, nah. I was Something's getting, coming I was here. Getting made it to tea. <laughs> I didn't see a you coming right <laughs> Maybe a Z at the end, Sufendez. Because I thought he was going to go straight in, start with an S. You know, like, uh, as you would you predict. primary school. Oh, wow. I'm a bit disappointed now. So you should I was be. excited there. <laughs> so I mean, we got it. Uh, I mean, it, it, loss, it's eh? quite an effort, right, that in the same beat the pundit run... Craig Bellamy being loaned from Clyde was not the worst answer. <laughs> How have you managed that? <laughs> Craig, Craig Bellamy went to Clyde, didn't he? No! Where? Craig Bellamy? I'm thinking of Craig Beatty. Well, he didn't go to Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say... Oh, I would have got that. He didn't it's go to Clyde either. the worst either. answer. <laughs> Big Beach went to... That's how I went no, hard he, he didn't well. go to Clyde either. Craig Beatty played with Clyde. I, I genuinely don't know if he did. Hundred percent. That's why I say Tarts. <laughs> he, he genuinely didn't. I don't think you read out you that question. You think Craig right? Bryson? No, Craig Beatty played with. No, he didn't. Right, I don't know how Craig many Beattie times used to be in this show. Yes, played with Clyde. No, he didn't. No, I, I'm pretty sure. Did he, he play with Hearts? He did yeah. play with Hearts. <laughs> what is that going to? Do? <laughs> <laughs> right. He just went right. on another team. Hold on. No, no, no. And that's why I said in the second bit, oh, was it Hearts then? He played for Elgin. I would have got Craig Bellamy all day long. Came from Newcastle. I don't I don't know what you want me to say. I want a rematch. This sounds more like a you problem than a me problem. Right, and I want you to get another player for <laughs> so me Do you think spell. I said Craig Beattie? Get, get me to spell, I don't know. You can know. see how he's wriggled Van himself Dean. out of so many tight spots. It Mate, just, it just I, reframes the argument. I, starts starts in different words. I, I'll tell you what, play that back. <laughs> oh, stop it. You think I, you think I, I think said you Beattie? made it up, yeah. I think well, you got that wrong. Two things. Be- Craig Beattie didn't play for Clyde anyway. <laughs> Did they not? Nice. No. How do you know that? Because I've just looked up his Wikipedia. He played for many clubs, but Clyde was not one of them. 
Who was the one he played with a white strip on? Swansea. No, at the end of his career, down the lower division. Elgin, Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City. Air United. There were, there were many Clifton of them. There. Oh, stop it. This is now getting out of hand. Thank you, Alan. Well done. Thank you. Cheers. Just, just, just there's a, a I'll just revving away. He's away to deliver just eat. <laughs> with a ball. Alan, are you on a moped? Are you still there? I am um, parked up at the side of the oh, MA. I'm almost embarrassed that I won that one there. Part, if I'm right, Alan, shut up. Parked up in what? A car oh, or a moped? Eh, uh, car. Alan, no, a moped. Alan, I forgot to talk to you about transfers. You I know you, you're a Rangers fan. <laughs> if you could trade your signed ball for a position to be filled in the Rangers team tonight, what would it be? Uh, it's got to be a striker. Um, Dessers has started firing, but. If we could get the money back that we spent for him in the summer to then reinvest in a better option, I would take that, definitely. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think we went into this window assuming Rangers would sign a striker. Many people assumed kind of out of nowhere that that striker would be specifically Lawrence Shankland. But you know, once it became clear that it might not be him, was there going to be someone else? Is, is that a surprise to you that Rangers don't appear to be moving in that area tonight? Um... Yes, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, definitely. But when you get a striker that's come into the team and, you know, through injuries or whatever, he's just his opportunity and he's scoring goals, then it becomes less of a surprise every time he, he scores. And I think he took his goal very well at Easter Road. But the goal at the weekend at St Mirren, one of those significant goals that I was chatting about, when you start to score winners and and big games or games that nothing's really happening in, I think those take on different forms. So I think maybe Clement's looking up now and thinking, well, we've got enough up there. I, I dare say, though, Rangers fans like Alan will still wish, like any club, that they add at the top end of the pitch. But Clement's thought it's a winger that they need, not a wing, uh, not mm. a striker, and they've got Silva sitting on the bench as backup, which I'm surprised at the minute. But he obviously thinks he's got enough up top. Yeah, Gordon, it's going to be a while, I think, before we see Danilo, but. You're just second guessing here. Is it a, is it a case of thinking well between Dessers and Silva, and if you can get the odd moment out of Kamar Roof because mm-hmm. you never really know his availability, and, and then you get Danilo back. Is do you think that is the thought process, or do you I, think Rangers really want one and, and would if there was someone there that that, that ticked the boxes? Um, it's an interesting one. I think he's he's starting to lean on Dessers. I think Dessers is starting to produce. He scored in his last three games, Gordon. Um, me personally, if they're going to go, especially with the competitions they're still in, you know, they're still in Europe, they're still in the Scottish Cup, and they're still obviously in the run for the league. There's a lot of football to be played there. I think they would have probably tried to cover that area, but I don't think the manager would just bring in a, a shirt filler. I think he would need someone that he thought was quality that was going to kick him on to the next level, and I don't think he's found that. He's looked at bringing, obviously, Silva's a different type of striker, and as you quite rightly say, if you can get Roof back and get a few games out of him, I think he thinks by the time Danilo comes back, we'll have enough in that area. Okay, thanks again to Alan. Enjoy your night, Alan. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Good man, that was Alan. Great contestant on Beat the Pundit. Great spelling knowledge as well. Because <sighs> he was toiling a bit as well. Was and then, he? Then he produces um, Scott Fraser from Charlton. Yeah. I thought that was quite a good shout. Yep, yep. I read that today as well. Mm. Honestly, God, and, and I'm not kidding, you know I don't lie. Um, I, all, 
Honestly, thought you said Craig Beatty there. I did. Not, I think I've barely me all day long. Um, okay, enough about that. Let's go back to the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre where Andrew McLean is poised and ready during the spelling competition. Andrew McLean, has there been any deal confirmed that you'd like to tell us about? Yeah, I'd love to say it's all been kicking off, but it really hasn't. There has been one confirmed deal, that is for Hibs. They're using that Bournemouth link again. They signed young defender Owen Bevan on a loan deal until the end of the season. Does have a bit of pedigree, has featured in the Premier League for Bournemouth before as a Wales under-21 cap as well. So Hibs adding to that squad. They've, of course, made a few additions in the last few days. The Kevin Van Veen deal looks ever like he's going to sign for Kilmarnock, that they are going to win the race to get him on loan until the end of the season. They're having a great season anyway, but with the additions of Greg Stewart and potentially Kevin Van Veen as well, that is an exciting prospect, isn't it, for Derek McInnes. Still no official news on Adam Ida with Celtic or Oscar Cortez with Rangers. I enjoy seeing the theories online as well about why clubs delay these announcements. Some fans, you know, that are hoping that they're going to delay it to do a double announcement with another signing later on. The more pessimistic fans are, you know, thinking that they're delaying it to try and you know, limit any disappointment later on if it is only one player that comes in. Hopefully we'll find out a bit more before 8 o'clock, but either way we'll definitely know before the 11.30 deadline. Yeah, that Hibs-Bournemouth connection working mm. out. Um, I think you know which clubs are it's glaringly obvious what some needed. Hibs needed defenders in the yeah. window, so, you know, by virtue of the fact that he is a defender, it's at least a step in the right direction at this point in time. Well, like Andrew said, played in Premier League, which always, you know... Stacks up in your favour um, People automatically think You must be a, a top player To play at that level But uh, You know Be seen when he's here But they need a defender Who can one Defend first and foremost But play out from the back Like Montgomery's Put in a certain style Problem is That Getting the ball To the midfielders And retaining possession Is a problem And they give up Too many chances So he might be one To, to solve that problem For them I agree um, They definitely did Need someone at the well, me personally, I'd bring in a few at the back. I think that's where their Achilles heel is. I think they're easy to play against at the back and score goals. Uh, I think they're going forward. I like the attacking style, but if you've got that attacking style with two players up top, you've got to have guys that can defend at the back and keep you in the game. So it's interesting. But I've got to say, I didn't think I'd be sitting here on a Thursday night at after half past seven and the transfer window so quiet gone. I thought there would have been a lot of movement going on. Uh, it just shows you mm. maybe clubs don't think the quality's out there or the the value for money. Even outgoings though, Andrew McLean. You know, I wondered if we would have heard something. Mikey Johnson's been linked with West Brom. There was even a suggestion James Forrest could you know be going to go um, as well. David Turnbull, Cardiff, that sort of thing. Um, but still, we await confirmation of any of them. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, the, the English deadline is half an hour before the Scottish one, so Mikey Johnson still not confirmed. The James Forrest one is an interesting one, potentially could be joining David Turnbull at Cardiff City. There's also Jose Cifuentes as well. He's linked with a move to Brazil with Cruzeiro. He was originally linked with a move to Turkey. He turned that down, but could well be going back to South America, but no confirmation on any of those. Well, is that ES or US? Cifuentes, <laughs> is it? The ES. You notice that he I says know, he'd be at half past seven. <laughs> it's only 20 past seven. I was going to pull him up. So people listening to the radio. He's a time traveller now as well. Oh, 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 oh. 10 minutes. 
ahead of us. It is always a challenge being in here on a Thursday night. It has to be said. Maybe, maybe, if, maybe if we hit that magic break button, we'll have some transfer news to tell you about when we return. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. 0141951025. You are getting closer. Four hours left in the transfer window. What does your team need to do tonight? Maybe they're all just leaving it to the last minute. Maybe they're all committed to the sense of drama and they're going to make various last gasp announcements. You never know. So what do your team need to do between now and the end of the window? Do let us know right now on 01419511025. Rangers fans, still no confirmation on Oscar Cortez. Have you been looking into him? What do you make of that potential piece of business? And are you... Are you fine now? Are you accepting that there won't be a striker or are you still hoping that something just gets pulled out the hat at the last minute? 01419511025. Right, let's give these two a full-time teaser. The full-time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride where their goal is a better wardrobe, slat wall, home office or media unit. Right, this is decent this because I think a few of them are very doable verging mm. on easy and then well we'll see what happens thereafter thanks to John for sending this question in he would like you Barry Robson themed if you like um, it doesn't include Barry Robson though so apart from Barry Robson can you name the last eight Scottish Premiership managers who lasted less than a year in the job but played for the team as well as managed them so Barry Robson's case in point. So yeah. can you name the, the other, the last eight Scottish Premiership managers mm-hmm. who lasted less than a year in the role Hamill. but played for the team as well as managed them? Hamill. Mother role. And need a first name from you as well. Stevie Hamill. Stevie Hamill. Well done. H.A. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, Steve Davis. Steve McLean. Yes. McLean. What did you say? Davis. No. No, permanent. Oh, come on. Yeah. Huh? Well, he certainly was less than a year in the job, wasn't aye, he? Aye. Steve a week. McLean. No, of course. Uh, Stephen McLean, yep. You're right at this. Um, played with the club. <clears throat> That's right. That's a key component of the question. Jack Ross. Lee McCulloch one. Neither. Neither. Jack Ross played for Hibs? No. No, he played for Hearts, didn't he? He's not in the list. Sean Maloney never played for nope. Hibs, did he? Forget it. Um, oh, it's a bit silent. How many, how many years was Jim at St Mirren? No, not uh, Jim Goodwin. Nope. No. That was, a, that was a good answer, wasn't it? It was, aye. Mm. I see when you were going with it. Right to the, the wrong answer. Take one more guess. Okay, Stephen Glass. Well done. Oh, I mean, how do you go from, like, the highs... Uh, sorry, the lows have beat the pundit. I like Big Allen, that's how we gave him a ball. Stephen Glass. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, and thanks to Universal Interiors, East Kilbride, for helping us out with the question as well. <laughs> you see me just bang my knee off the desk. That was like extremely <laughs> sore. Oh, and that was stick it. I tried to just style it out. And then I caught a glimpse of myself on the live stream rubbing Your my knee. Face go red. It was oh, honestly my knee. Oh, that was don't rub it. It's not, bad luck. Oh, don't rub it. Whatever you do. Genie comes out. Oh, 
that was not good. Anyway, let's bring in Mark in Cumbernauld. Not that Mark. Uh, you, uh, How's it going, Mark? You, okay. I know, bad. Good evening, gents. How are you doing? Hey, Mark. Hey. Good. What are you thinking, Mark? Four hours to go. Uh, nah, but you could have an hour two weeks and Celtic won't do anything, I don't think, if I've got to be honest with you. I think the striker that's coming in is, is going to come in and sign, uh, fingers crossed, but the main the main area that I think they needed to fill was the left back area and uh, now it's two transfer windows have no addressed it and obviously Jake Taylor's got injured and I know that again I've seen this before the, t- the uh, ex-players in the panel Mark and Gordon D. earlier played the game so they're not going to play anybody down but the boy that played left back on Saturday they'll be lucky to get a game for Cumbernauld Juniors uh, Bernabe he's a, a terrible terrible positionally based footballer Celtic have needed a left back for a long time. Nobody fancies them, but nothing's been done, and they've had one transfer window and another one, and it's 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 a bit it's poor, you know, for a club the size of Celtic anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting area because particularly what's lacking there, it just doesn't look like Burnaby's going to be a suitable replacement to, to Greg Taylor currently. So I'm not suggesting that you can just go and sign a body. You know, we spoke about that. You know, it needs to be of the right level, but. If we're talking backup fullback here, and there is a loan market available, it could have been a young. Are you surprised there's just nothing so far there in that area? Because well, no, it's, yeah. it's maybe not one. You know, strikers maybe a bit different. There's that focus there on on scoring. It's maybe one that you could take a, a touch of a gamble with. You know, like I said, a, a, and I don't know an academy. Um, someone in that own Beck mould. Then you wanted own Beck, couldn't yeah. get him. What about at that level? You know. You but that's where that nothing I, I think you've got to, you know, really dig into the the actual recruitment side of the club rather than the manager coming up with names. I think I think fans sometimes think a manager comes with a list of names at his top pocket and says, "By the way, these are the guys that I watch in my spare time. Go and get them signed." He, he will have a list of some players that he does like, and that will be passed on in recruitment. But look at Beck. Beck's a prime example. If you've got a good scouting network, that these players can be found, and th- that position is. You know, Gladen, that Burnaby's just not been the right fit. Now, Burnaby might go elsewhere and he might fit a different style. But not Cumbernauld. Maybe juniors. higher than Cumbernauld right. Juniors. But he might go, you know, to South America and that might just be where he fits in. Um, problem is, Celtic paid, was it £4 million for him? So they're going to want to recoup. They're not going to be, you know, just want to let him leave for nothing. So he's still going to be in about the club, but it's not to say that you can't better yourself still. You know, there must be better out there, better suited to your style and what you're trying to um, put onto the pitch in terms of style than what Burnaby's shown at the minute. And, you know, Mark's right, he played on Saturday, and again, we're in the studio going, surely there is a better standard of left-back out there that can fit the club at this minute. I said on Tuesday, I've given up on him. Um, I'd high hopes for him, especially that terrific goal up at Ross County. I'll never forget it's that one moment you were yeah. clinging on yeah, to. Yeah, you still, yeah. you still always cling on to. I know. You always mention it. I know, but but what what turned me against him was I watched a bit of it, and there was an incident in the second half, and he ran about ten yards chasing the the Ross County lad, and totally just decided I'm not going any further, and just left it to the other defenders. And I thought you're a guy that's come in with a big price tag. You're desperate to make an impression, at least put a bit of effort, and that's what it turned off. And and I agree. I think that Taylor's Taylor is a terrific left back for Celtic. He's been very very good for Celtic. You can't deny that. But they need a little bit of cover in there. A lot of people seem to jump in this 
situation of uh, well, if he's injured, skills can go to left back. We can put <clears throat> probably could get away with that, but I think the way skills is playing the now, I think I would never take him out of the left centre back. Him and Carter Vickers are very strong there together as a partnership. It is an area that I thought Celtic would address definitely. Uh, you resigned to not getting a striker, Mark. Do you still think that might some? Uh, sorry, Adamy Da is the striker. It looks like Celtic will get. Um, are you happy enough with that one? Have you given it much thought? And um, I'm actually quite happy. I know, and I know there'll be guys online going after nothing, you know. But uh, Celtic just need to to add legs. Now I've seen him. I don't know. People are saying he doesn't score a lot of goals. He's played 28 games in the champ- English Championship and no disrespect to the league at all. We've got a good league, but some of the teams down there would, would operate comfortably in Scotland. So if he's playing 28 games for Norwich City, I know he's not an out-and-out finisher, but I don't think Brendan Rodgers wanted that. You know, talking about Van Hooydonk and all these guys, but yeah, big, powerful penalty box strikers and the looks of things he's passed up on that. And it looks like this boy's got a wee bit of legs about him. Maybe he's got a wee bit of something about him. And I don't mind that if he's coming in at the end of the, seat, end of the, at the, end of the year, just to the, to the last rest of the season, and Celtic will have targets later on. I don't mind because they're bringing somebody in, maybe offer a little something different, and he could help us out. But we're still lacking in the, in the and I kind of keep saying it left back area. Celtic have done a lot of good work, believe it or not, this, this window by looks of things. A couple of players are going out, and it's kind of dropped the squad a wee bit, and guys are going out to get games. And that's that's pretty good. And maybe hopefully we'll bring a few youth players in as well, and you'll get a bit of a run out. But it's, I just think it's poor. And I know you spoke about it, you were just speaking about it there, about the recruiting and stuff. You know, these guys, um, that left back, Bernabe, he's no Brendan Rodgers player. But to be honest with you, Brendan Rodgers hadn't had a lot of players that he's, of his own that he, to bring in because most of them look like they've been picked pre him being selected you know, not and all Andrew's players but when Andrew was in the building and they were doing recruiting then I just think it's poor from a club besides the Celtic and you know try to operate why to win a league you know and, and you're sitting there leaving yourself short and scrambling around the three hours to go before the window shuts you know just wondered you know point Mark made there if there's anybody in the club at the minute you know one of the young players who they see as being better than Burnaby now it was as a Gary came from absolutely nowhere. I was there when he signed. Nobody knew who he was. He came in and he was outstanding. You never really seen him leaving. Of course, his performances dipped. All of a sudden, it was the emergence of Kieran Tierney that paved the way for one of the best Celtic left-backs we've had for a long time. So, you just, you know, people are always looking out with and how much can we spend to get somebody in to replace Burnaby and get him away? Maybe there's just someone at the club just now that's just waiting for their opportunity and you think when there's only Taylor that would be the prime chance seeing the striking department the prolific goal getter that you always tell us mm. see Adam Ida and the stats at Norwich how, how different is it going to be because granted I think fans of every team they want to sit if it's a striker you want them to have a good goal scoring record mm-hmm. that's kind of always the case but in theory you should get a lot more chances <laughs> at Celtic than he, than he mm-hmm. will against Norwich is it as automatic as people are making out to say, well, he hasn't scored goals, and that means you know he won't do it here. No, uh, I think that's a bit unfair. I think the championships are very competitive league. If you look at the, the teams and the size of the teams in that league, you're up against decent quality week in, week out. I think you make a great point. When you're Celtic, you dominate most of the games. Um, you'll create a lot of chances, especially at Celtic Park. And if you've got that natural instinct about you, 
then you'll go and score goals. You look at, for instance, Gary Hooper came from Scunthorpe. Was it Scunthorpe? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you would look at that and you would think, hold on a minute here, he came for that sort of a to Celtic. Mm. And was look he, at the was he, a, goals he, like he was a kind of hot property though, wasn't he? From I mean, you yeah. remember more than me yeah. on, on that sort of trajectory. He, he was certainly on the way up, um, kind of, you know, really on the earth, but you could see the potential in him. Um, he does obviously represented his country, so he's a pretty well-known figure and he's been about for a while, two per slightly different. And he was, he was just sensational when you came. You could see in training right really? away that he was he was going to be the real deal. Um but again, I've not seen a lot of either, so maybe he does come up and he, he treats your game differently for the Championship. I played in the Championship for a very short period and I, I know the physicality of it. It's much different uh, in comparison to what I had experienced up here. I, I don't know if much has changed see, since then. See, see where I, I think it's only fair to give the lad a chance because how many times have we seen the so-called big names for the English Premier mm -hmm. League coming up here with a reputation and they're going to just, you know, go to burn it up in our league and they fail miserably. Some do well though, like Craig Bellamy, that famous Clyde Loney. I, st I still believe he was at Clyde. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much to Mark <laughs> on the line. Still nothing. Else confirmed that I can see right now. Andrew McLean, though, is more across it uh, than I am, spinning many plates trying to deal with you two and your madness in here. I wonder if he's sitting Thursday in his night. jammies. Is he just now, or is he suited? I don't think Andrew has jammies. He's got a suit on. How annoying is it that in transfer deadline day, the biggest deal has been Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari? <laughs> By the way, I'm a Ferrari fan as well. Oh, are you now? Oh, yeah. The missus, she's a Hamilton fan, he's Ferrari. Oh, it's a big one. clash. It's a clash in the household. What, do you think they've Good done news. that deliberately on transfer deadline oh, 100%. day? 100%. They've done it yesterday or tomorrow. 100%. Specifically yeah. today. I, I gave up that when the, the lad from, is it Hask that gets sacked? Oh, you liked him, didn't you? I loved him. Gunter, is it Gunter? Oh, I love Gunter. Uh, I'd like to have went for a pint with Gunter. How disturbing is it that on transfer deadline day <laughs> we're talking about Formula <laughs> 1? It just shows you uh, the depth that we've plunged through on this show. Anyway, what about the teaser? Can you name... The last eight Scottish Premiership managers who lasted less than a year in the role and played for the team as well as managed them. Stephen McLean at St Johnston, Stevie Hamill at Motherwell and Stephen Glass at Aberdeen. I'll go, I'll go for a couple here. Uh, I don't think that. Stephen Ferguson? Ross County? No. Kettlewell. Well, Kettlewell. Well, that was the other one I was going. Yeah, okay, yes. I've got Kettlewell, didn't I? Well, right, I was building that up. What about Neil McCann at Dundee? No. Right, okay. Hmm. Gary Holt didn't he play for Livy, did he? No. Matthews sent Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and I thought, oh, oh, that should, yeah, maybe should be on the list. Him down According the to his Wikipedia, he lasted a year and three days. So, no, ultimately. But it was close. Okay. Um, four down, four to go. We'll try our best, and we will get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's show. Let's see if we get any breaking transfer news between now and 8 o'clock. Of course, the window in Scotland closes at 11.30pm this evening. So we'll keep an eye on everything that happens between now and then. On tonight's full-time teaser, thanks to John for sending it, he wants you to name the last eight 
Scottish Premiership managers uh, I guess it's managers of Premiership teams um, Who lasted less than a year in the role And they played for that team as well as managed them So Stevie McLean, St Johnston, Stevie Hamill, Motherwell Stephen Glass, Aberdeen They don't have to be called Stephen Stuart Kettlewell is in there, Ross County We're going James McPake, Dundee Nope well, Mark was Kenny Miller, Livingston. Yes, he was like player manager. He will tell us obviously yeah. next. Gary Tielson, man. Yes. Uh, many we still to get two, and these are really tricky because we're going quite far back on their managerial career, and certainly far back on. I've got one their playing career. I've got one. Go for it. Oh, we need to build up. It's only well, we've got two left. So hurry up, Tony Mowbray. No. Oh, Thanks lucky. for that though. What a build up that was. That was a good build up. Oh aye. <laughs> so we're getting right. One back. of them I mean never mind. But anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. Paul is there. How are you, Paul? Very well, thanks. Good. What are you uh, thinking tonight? Another magnificent. Well what I'm thinking is see all this transfer talk, mm-hmm. in particular with Celtic, it's just newspaper talk. Last year the English market was like eight hundred million quid. This morning I heard it was standing at about 60 million, and most of that was at Spurs. So if the market contracts, there's less to go around. Brendan knows, in fact, we all know as Celtic fans what we need. And if Brend, and no one knows that better than Brendan, and if he could get something the people in that he needs, he'd do that. The market has shrunk, it's, it's difficult, no one's moving. And that's the bottom line, but it's the newspapers that are building this up to put pressure on uh, the managers, mm. which is outrageous. Do you not think he himself you know, that said that he wanted quality players in, though? I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are referencing, rather than yeah, newspaper but who doesn't? talk. That's, that's such an obvious statement. Of course he wants uh, quality players in. We, we, we as fans want quality players in. So that's just mm. managerial think- talk. Paper talk and managerial talk. Paul might be onto something, yeah. by the way. Take a look at the... He is right about the, the English yeah. transfer yeah. window. And look, the transfer deadline day became this like monster and it threatened to get a bit out of hand financially and football started priding itself on how much was being spent on deadline day, which is a bit weird for some people. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe in time you can look back and analyse it a bit clearly. Maybe right now, I think... A lot of English clubs are maybe a bit worried about financial fair play. Yeah, that's that's clearly playing a part. Um, and a, Paul sounds much more knowledgeable than I am. So does that have knock-on effect? If, is the entire market shrinking? Possibly. Um, I still just feel like in the position Celtic are in, because they have much more money than everyone in Scotland, um, that there would be a scope there to do it. But Paul seems pretty relaxed, which is fine. I asked for this. I asked for balance. If there are Celtic fans out there that are not as angry and frustrated as the ones that kicked off the show, fine, Paul's one of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how relevant it is to, to teams in Scotland, like you say with Celtic, with this pot of cash and so far ahead of the rest, but clearly need investment in certain areas. You're right, English clubs are now wary, uh, financial fair play, and they've been docked points now, and that's that's hitting them harder than anything or any fine that they were imposed on them before. But... There is still a market that football clubs still want to shift players, even if yeah, they are not that, bringing if in that players. Revolving door slowing, though, you know. If, but if, we, uh, us up here, but just general, generally, 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 right. So if 
West Ham aren't signing someone, then their reserve player isn't going here, and you know it's just. That. I don't think we are ever going to be in the same market as a, a sixty million pound player going to West Ham is going to free up a player that's going to come to Scotland. I think us in Scotland are, are shopping in a way lower market, so that might be the third or fourth. Mm, but the West Ham try and take the best player from the Championship, and that Championship club tries to take somebody for League One. That's where so you know the market must be connected. Mm. Well, of course it's connected, but I still think clubs... I'm just clutching at straws. Uh, well, I, I still believe clubs have large, large squads, much bigger than they've ever been, particularly in the English Premier League, and there, is, there are deals to be done, regardless of if the market's moving in their favour, they're bringing players in, then they can trade. I don't think clubs in England bother, but I, I just think it's recruitment up here, or, or Celtic, I think, has been slow. I think it's been proven to... To be pretty poor in the last window and this was a big window for them to get it right and maybe they have identified certain targets and they couldn't get the deals over the line and we've never heard of them that's quite um, that would be quite normal for us not to hear about every deal that's going on but I think the Celtic supporters would like to see some success and I don't know could might be a success I've got to say mm. I think it was harsh people writing them off and he's cameo the other day so he might be a success but I think they wanted to see more than Adam Ida uh, and just couldn't come through the door. So if this closes tonight, Paul, Adam Ida and Kuhn, you're happy, you go to bed, you'll sleep well and confident that Celtic win the title? I'm confident, as long as they maintain uh, concentration. But at the end of the day, the market is smaller and it has the European market. It wouldn't surprise me if, again, the, uh, the figures were lower in Europe and it has a knock-on effect for everyone. Including Celtic. Also, the other point is, if once bitten a hundred times shy, and look what we did last summer, it hasn't worked out. So any fool in his money is easily parted. And I respect Celtic, and I need to have trust in Celtic. And that's the bottom line. You know. So, but then you could surely look at that another way. So, because the last window was not a success, you, you don't try and rectify it. No, I, I think you do, but there's a human nature is we get bitten here, we get bitten there. I'm not so keen to go out and spend the money again. Also, if someone's available, they'll do the deal. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that but simple. If people aren't avail- if people aren't available. There's no deal to be had. That is fair. You, know, we, I, I, you, you mentioned a story earlier on tonight about uh, some team wanted to take a Celtic player and not contribute to his wages. What? You've got to be kidding. Mm. You know, Celtic into charity. You know, so quite right to knock it back a bit, but then they get slagged off. No, you do the business for the right of Celtic, for the good of Celtic. And I have faith in Brendan, and maybe not this uh, winter, but eventually doing the job. Good man, Paul. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to knock it in the head because we're running out of time, but you make some very good points. I actually think maybe that is what we need. Maybe we need a deep dive into the economics of European football and how the market forces are changing and whether the market is shrinking or not. And I think you're the man, Gordon Deal, to man. conduct that study. I'll, I'll go for that study. Did you have your research you on my desk I, by I, next like, week? I liked his call. I thought he made great sense. I really did. Which part in particular did you like? I don't really know, but I liked his call. I liked the way he spoke. I just like, I don't mind a bit of calmness, that's fine. I think yeah. Paul was calm about the situation. I think he's correct. I really do. I think he's correct. I think that... He's, he's that Celtic have looked at the situation last summer, the amount of money, the jerseys that they've wasted, 
they've went in. They're to- Brendan Rodgers said one word, quality. If you can't get the quality you're looking for, there's no point in spending the money. Football's just, you never reach an easy conclusion like that, though, do you? Because someone will be quite entitled to say, OK, well, you're not looking in the right place. Yeah, but, you know, but like, I don't think Celtic have been sitting their hands doing nothing. I think Celtic have been working very hard behind the scenes. Could be wrong. Yeah, OK, but like, to, to use like the footballing analogy, because you're trying hard, it, it requires more than that. Everybody's got a skill set. Yeah, but know, maybe they just can't get... The, they've got the one in, right? They've got one in, well, probably two. Um, they were looking at four quality... So maybe the the other two that they went for, Gordon, they might not have got financially, player, agent. It could be anything in a deal nowadays that takes that long. So And Paul won't mind me saying, because like football's a cynical business, Paul came on and he stuck up for Celtic and the first reply was from Stuart on Twitter who said, is that Peter Lowell on the phone? <laughs> so there we go. That crossed my mind. Paul sits on the board the way he came across. Very <laughs> <laughs> your, your real name is Paul, yeah? Yes, good, good, good. Glad we cleared that up. Anyway, we're nearly done. Good to well, chat again, fun. Peter. <laughs> you've not you've not seen him since that since he chucked you out. Up the contract since that small payoff that you got. Anyway, let's very quickly back to the mm. Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre. Andrew McLean has been he's been working hard. Uh, is there anything you need to tell us before we go? Real developments in the last half hour are so Motherwell set to sign Adam Devine on loan from Rangers. That will be their sixth edition of the window. Just a small recap of what's happened so far tonight. Kilmarnock winning the race to sign Kevin Van Veen on loan until the summer, beating off competition from St Mirren and Motherwell. Amazingly, no official confirmation of Adam Ida at Celtic or Oscar Cortez at Rangers. Likely outgoings for Celtic. David Turnbull to Cardiff City in a permanent deal. Mikey Johnson on loan to West Brom. Defender Owen Bevan has joined Hibs on loan from Bournemouth. Big questions remain though. Will Celtic get a left back? Will Rangers get a striker? And an interesting one, will Aberdeen be able to hold on to Duke after rejecting a bid today? We will have all the answers between now and 11.30. Keep an eye on at Clyde SSB on Twitter. The social media feeds will tell you everything you need to know and then when it's all said and done we'll look back on it tomorrow. I'm sure that will be an interesting show. I'm desperate to get Hugh Keevan's thoughts on all of this right can you name the last eight Scottish Premiership managers apart from Barry Robson who lasted less than a year in the job and they played for that team as well as managed them Stephen McLean Stevie Hamill Stephen Glass Stuart Kettlewell at Ross County Kenny Miller at Livy Gary Teal at St Mirren two to get extremely hard struggling Craig Levine no no we're back with another Ross County but this guy apparently played for Ross County in 1975 So who might that be? Who could possibly Have had a playing career In the 70s And still be In, the in this conversation Alex Smith No But we're in that sort of uh, era for sure. Scott No um, You know him most recently As the manager of Arbroath Dick, Dick Campbell. Campbell Yeah Ross County oh. mm. uh, And Dundee's oh, Mark I'm pretty sure you would have worked with this guy At Dundee United But he oh. played for He's one of the rare um, Although it's a bit more common in Dundee isn't it I think he managed United and Dundee briefly Oh really? Yeah Played for Dundee back in the 80s and 90s Played for Hibs and Sunderland Definitely you Gordon Chisholm Yeah Gordon Chisholm Well done Alright thank you very much to Mark and Gordon Let's hope it's an interesting Whatever that means An interesting end to transfer deadline day And we will look back on it all Six o'clock tomorrow Have a good night